Well, hey, mamas. I'm super excited about today's episode where I'll be talking with my friend and working mom, Ashley Rude. Ashley and I met over 10 years ago before either one of us were moms, and Ashley was actually newly engaged in planning a wedding. We were in small group together at church in Indianapolis, where I had moved for a job and had actually met my now husband. It seems like ages ago and then not long ago, all at the same time. Ashley is a working mom of two boys, and she and her husband Eric still live in Indianapolis. Professionally, she works for a large Fortune 500 global pharmaceutical and diagnostic company and has a passion for writing and coaching others towards their dreams. I can't wait for you to meet her. Ashley, girl, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Every time I write one of these intros about how long I've known some of the women that I'm talking to, it makes me realize how quickly I'm, like, approaching my over-the-hill party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do you remember, like, I feel like just being younger and looking at people, like, then that were our current age now and thinking, like, how grown up they seemed, and now we're in that spot with careers and kids and we're settled, and I know, it's just so weird to me, um... But it feels good to be in this place. At right? the same time, there's some security that comes with that. So. I totally agree. I totally, I remember thinking like, man, like those women, they're in their 40s and they have, you know, children uh, in junior yeah. high and high school. And I'm like, wow, that's going to be me just in just <laughs> right around the corner. I also remember thinking that they looked really like mature. And yeah. I don't think that I look that way sitting here right sure. now in my office in a baseball hat and mixed match short and shirts. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, you know, when I thought about bringing on the podcast, one of the things that always comes to mind is that, like, you're one of the women in my life who still sends physical Christmas cards, which I love. Um, making one of those is, like, one of my favorite things to do um, throughout the year. And so we've been able to stay in touch, like, on social media. And then I look forward to your Christmas card every year. Um, yeah. And then I just feel like when I shared my vision with you about what I was trying to kind of get started. Um, you were just super supportive and I just really appreciate that and, um, couldn't wait to have you on so we could share your story. Well, thank you. I gotta be honest. Last year was a stretch. We almost didn't get those Christmas cards out, but I'm so happy we did. Um, and and yeah, I'm just really glad that you thought of me. So thank you. I honestly feel honored. Um, and I just, um, as a fellow, you know, dream chaser, right? goal oriented person myself. Like I'm just so proud of you for, um, taking this step. And I, I really know you, I think to be just like a gifted storyteller and oh. you really speak from your heart. And I just feel like this podcast is truly an extension of that for you. So I'm really excited. Well, thank you. That, that stuff means a lot to me. Really, really does. So, um, well, cool. So to get us started, um, why don't you give us, uh, the listeners a little bit of an idea just about who you are and a little bit about your family and your life. Yeah, sure. So, Man, where to start? So right. uh, my husband is Eric, and um, Eric and I are actually going to be celebrating our ninth wedding anniversary next month, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I feel like that has just gone um, so fast right. and has just been such a ride. I was just thinking the other day, it's so wild to think about how, like, we're so in love and just, you know, 
have this plan on your wedding day, but how when you say I do, like you really have no idea what kind of a ride <laughs> you're signing up for. You are so right. Um, but man, I've just learned so much um, and grown so much, and I'm just really grateful for him um, and all that he is in my life. So I guess he's a good starting point. Um, in the past nine years together, um, gosh, we've moved into a different home. Um, we've both switched jobs, which thankfully now we're doing something we both love. Um, and we've really been busy raising two kids. I think that's a huge part of our life. Totally. Um, and I mean, I'll even acknowledge that in the, in the middle there, um, we did, we had a miscarriage and mm. I think that's something just a lot of people don't talk about, but I like to make a point to talk about in case other people are going through that. Um, so a little one in heaven too. Um, Christopher is seven. He's our oldest and he just finished first grade. Um, we're thanking God that he finished first grade because <laughs> with this pandemic going on, e-learning was, um, an interesting adventure. Right. Cool. Uh, let's see, Micah, uh, our youngest, he's four. And so since I work, he does, um, daycare. Well, in a normal world, he does. And he'll transition to like a preschool program this fall. Um, but obviously they've both kind of been home with us full time. Yeah, right. I know we're all, we've Um, all turned into stay at home, working from home, homeschool parents. uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Been interesting. Um, so I think, yeah, kids are a huge part of our life that keeps us really entertained. I mean, my gosh, it's (laughs) loud here, uh, all the time. I think some days it's, it's a lot like a WWE SmackDown (laughs) match. Um, it's just nuts. But you'll notice that it's quiet here in the background right now, and that's because every summer our kids get to spend a week with both sets of grandparents. So this week they're with Eric's parents having the time of their life. They've been camping and swimming and hiking, biking, all the stuff. Um, And then they'll go and stay with my parents for a week too later this month. So um, that is just such a huge blessing. I mean, for the grandparents, for the kids, and then for Eric and I, we're just having um, a great week of quality time. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Outside of family, I mean, making time for friends is super important to me, Uh, date nights, and then just we're really actively involved in our, in our church and our um, church family and friends are a big part of our lives here too. And and then maybe just kind of on a fun note, I guess, um, when I get a free moment, which I honestly, I guess I have to create those pretty intentionally <laughs> when they do happen. I really love to journal, to yeah. read. I love baking. I love being outside and walking uh, and crafty kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, recently got a bike from mother's day. So when the kids are here, I guess our latest family adventure has just been biking, which really fills my bucket for shared activity, uh, being outside. And then I, the bonus there, I guess, is that we're all getting some exercise, which is much needed too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially during <laughs> quarantine, right? When we're barely moving, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's me. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing all that, telling us a little bit about your life. I love one of the things I love about social media, even though it has 
definitely its drawbacks um, is being able to keep up with your family and see the boys grow and everything with our two oldest kiddos being only a few months apart. It was fun to kind of see them start school the same year and kind of grow into these little humans. I don't know if Christopher's anything like my Elizabeth, but we're also growing lots of opinions and ideas and things too. So, um, so being a mom of two boys, I know you mentioned, uh, your house is loud and it's kind of WWE, which is awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about just like how you kind of wrapped your arms around motherhood and like how that's become really a part of your identity and purpose? Yeah. Yeah. And let me just go back to talking about opinions and ideas. (laughs) I mean, oh my gosh, I was laughing when you said that. It's just crazy how fast they become their own little people and have so much to say about being their Mm -hmm. own little people. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, we'll leave that there. But (laughs) oh yeah, being a mom, I mean, it's a huge part of my identity and purpose like yes I'm so many other things but but being mom is a huge part of um, what feeds into that I I mean I really believe purpose-wise it's pretty simple for me it's black and white I feel like I'm here to love God and as a result of that love and I mean like really love and love on other people to the to the best that I can and and I, my kids obviously are a huge part of my heart. I was just telling a friend the other day that I felt like my kids are literally an extension of my heart, like mm. walking around outside of my body. Like yeah. I just feel that so deeply uh, and my heart's always with them. So a huge part of my purpose then in, in motherhood is just that I, I have this incredible opportunity along with Eric, of course, to really instill God's truth into their lives. And that starts for me by modeling love um, to them and just authentic care to them so that they can spread that to the people around them. So I feel like life is just so full and so busy and so distraction um, heavy. Absolutely. But, But at the end of the day, like my kids are a part of what keep me centered, keep me grounded and remind me that like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I, I just feel like you curl up at the end of the day and, and their sweet little eyes and gosh, those cute little smiles, mm-hmm. even if the day's just been horrible. Like at the end of the day, those moments, just that glimpse, like remind me what life is really all about and tie me back to the incredible purpose, um, and identity and being a mom that I have in them. Sure. You know, it kind of made me think sometimes we think it's our job to show unconditional love to our kids. And, you know, I think we try to do that the best that we can, but I feel like they're really the ones showing us unconditional love because honestly, I can think we've had bad days, hard days, you know, challenging days during, especially during quarantine when we're all thrown off of our normal schedules and stuff. And like you mentioned, the end of the day, they'll just curl up and say, I love you. And, you know, give you that sweet kiss. And it's like everything that happened that day, they've already forgotten. Yeah, they have. They really have. And it's so easy in that moment to forget it yourself and to just shrug Mm -hmm. it off and remember that there's so much more that. So totally, totally. Well, I love, I just love hearing how women define motherhood because I think it's such a different experience for everybody. Um, 
sometimes I think, particularly in the social media world that we live in with Pinterest and all these things, we can feel the pressure to fit inside a certain mold or that our motherhood needs to look a certain way. Um, but really we make that what it is. And like God gave us our little guys and girls for a specific reason. Like he chose us, um, you know, to be their parents. And so I, I just really love, uh, hearing that, but, um, you know a lot about my story of entering motherhood, and I, I haven't shared that yet on the podcast. I, I will. Um, but were there have there been, like, any big surprises for you um, in being a mom or becoming a mom? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where do I start? start? <laughs> yeah, so much has surprised me. I mean, I, I'm surprised by how much we just intuitively know uh, about how to handle things. Like we know how to love them. We know how to be there when they scrape their knees and how to handle their tears and just like how to care for them just intuitively in so many ways. Like I feel like God just hardwired us as moms to to handle so many things that we didn't even know we, we had in us. It's just there. But like on the flip side of that, I'm also so surprised by how much I don't know or I try to plan for, um, but then it ends up happening just so differently. It's just, I feel like so much of parenting um, and being a mom for me is just been figuring it out as I go. And I, so I'm thankful that um, it's, it's not a journey we have to do. Um, alone. I'm thankful that um, can reach out to my parents who I'm sure get a really good laugh um, anytime I reach out now with stuff because it's the same stuff they had to tread through at some point. Right. Um, and then just other friends. Um, and, and really, I think maybe a big thing lately for me um, has just been, I mean, I've been surprised by but really how strong, like, my desire is to be everything to them and to to be everything for them, like, mm-hmm. all the time, which is just that nasty, nasty pressure of yeah. perfection. Mm-hmm. And I, who I am here to say that um, I don't, I don't, you don't, I mean, nobody, like, has to be a perfect parent. It, that, that doesn't work. It's right. just not a thing. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm learning that messier is better which is a really hard truth for me to grasp Mm. because I like things to be under control and packaged up neat me too but but motherhood it it like doesn't come with a pretty wrapping paper and a Mm -hmm. bow on top it's it's more like a bunch of stuff just shoved into this huge (laughs) duffel bag with a broken (laughs) zipper like overflowing yes that's (laughs) fantastic it's heavy and it's hard and it's exhausting to carry that around. Um, but at the same time, that duffel bag for me is just, you know, yeah, there's chaos and clutter, but there's so much beauty in that and, and so much joy and so much reward. And, and so I'm just constantly surprised by how great and how hard it can both be at once and, and how incredibly awesome that is just that, distinction, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, I love everything you said there. And I'm going to hold on to that duffel bag comment because (laughs) I just think that that's so good. So, um, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit though, and talk about 
you being a working mom and your career. So can you tell us a little about just your professional journey and what's brought you to your current career path, kind of where you are? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we go back to college a a little bit as a good starting point. So I went to college, Marion, Indiana, Indiana Wesleyan University. Um, Man, I absolutely love my college experience. I mean, education, um, is a Christian private university, so I got good spiritual instruction, growth, and just the people. I mean, the friends that I made there are for a lifetime. Sure. Um, and we're still, we still, you know, make time to get together every year. So I, I started off strong in college, uh, majored in psychology and communications. Okay. So um, after graduation, I moved. Well, home was Michigan when I wasn't in college. So then I moved from Michigan to Indianapolis where I've stayed. And my first job after college was in social work because I really thought I was going to go on and be a family therapist, which meant more schooling, which I was totally not ready for after four years (laughs) of college. Um, So, you know, social work, like case manager roles are kind of your option if you want to stay in the field. Right. And in doing social work, I mean, I saw some really hard things. I bet. Um, Just really hard things. And I just felt more broken, you know, each day. And I realized after doing it for a while that though I was so, so thankful, I mean, the lessons I learned through that have carried with me today um, and the impact that I was able to make in just that short time there. But um, it wasn't my long-term calling. Uh, I knew that. Yeah. So, I moved on and did some recruiting after that for an educational institution. And and during um, that time is when I actually learned of some openings with my current company where I've been um, the last nine years now, actually. Wow. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. I can't believe actually, you've been there nine years. That's crazy. Thank you. Yeah. I was joked because my um, when we actually were on our honeymoon nine years, well, almost nine years right. ago, that's when I got the call that I got the job at my current company. Yeah, so I, I remember. Like, yeah. I remember when you were interviewing, and I remember it yeah. being a big opportunity. But I didn't remember that it was like right when you guys got married. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we always joke that like that anniversaries coincide. So right. the work one holds me accountable for my personal, and vice versa. Like you can't ever forget. That's so funny. <laughs> but. I've held um, several different roles in the company that I'm currently with, and right now uh, my job is as a project manager for um, a lot of training-related uh, projects we get to oversee, and I, I absolutely love uh, what I get to do. I love um, the project work and the people and how you're always managing different things um, and really just have fallen in love with, like, the corporate culture. Yeah. Um, of my company and the people that I work with, the people are just amazing. And I really believe too, you know, at the end of the day in the work that we do and the impact that it has on people's lives. And so there's just a lot of um, purpose um, and joy in that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, you know, I'm involved with a lot of training for my company and, I just think that there's something really cool about being involved in that process and seeing mm-hmm. other people 
come in and kind of help them launch and help them be successful? Because I'm sure, I don't know how much training you got in the social work. I imagine they're pretty overwhelmed with things. And so I know some jobs I've had, you literally just feel like you're thrown in the deep end and you are just figuring it out. And so um, I have loved being a part of training and training initiatives that help people be more successful and provide them with tools to be better at their job and that kind of thing. I am... I attended a John Maxwell conference back in October. Rachel Hollis spoke there. Chris Hogan was a really incredible conference. Um, But he talked a lot about how, you know, success is great and having success in your career is great. And getting to the top of the mountain and kind of staking your claim up there, you know, reaching the summit is amazing. But very quickly, it becomes lonely, and the success doesn't feel as good when it's just you standing there. And so I loved that kind of metaphor, analogy of what leadership looks like, because, you know, he said, really, the goal is for you to go back down the mountain a little bit or reach your hand back down and be like, hey, you know, buddy, your sister, I got you. I've been here. Take this step and try this and do that Um, because there's room for everybody, you know, up there. And it's a lot more fun when you help other people succeed and you're not just always at the top. Um, And I thought that was really good. Mm, Yeah, so true. Yeah. We talk a lot about um, like winning together um, for our approach a lot at work and yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you a John Maxwell fan? I don't think we've ever talked about that before. Yeah, of course. I'm right there with you with all all of those people. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I love all the... Um, following all of them on social media and yeah. just the, the quick, quick win quotes that you can pull down and kind of ponder. Yeah, it's great. Day, it's so. great. I enjoy yeah. a good read. I know you do too. Um, yeah. So what's on your reading list these days? What you got on your nightstand? Yeah. Oh man. So I just finished um, a um, book by Kristen Hanna, um, The Nightingale. I love her. Was, oh, she's such a good author. Mm-hmm. And that was such a good book. I, that, that was one where I was guilty of, um, curling up with it and I will just blow past midnight into the wee hours <laughs> of the morning with a good book. Like yep. Eric, Eric knows he'll look over and be like, I take it you're reading something good. And I'll be like, yeah, he'd like, see you, you know, tomorrow. Cause he That's knows I'm just so gone funny. for the rest of the night. That's so, awesome. um, but yeah, I just finished that, which was really fun, um, to just kind of dive into, um, you know, a book that's just got characters and you can just get kind of lost in something mm-hmm. for a while. I feel like for me, that's a nice way to pause, um, from reality. Yeah. And then also, which, you know, we obviously with John Maxwell and the others, we were just talking about, I, I love a good, um, self-help or just development kind mm-hmm. of book. And so, um, actually right now I'm reading, uh, the power of a praying parent. Mm, I've heard really, and- really good things about that. Oh my gosh. Uh, highly recommend it. It is just really changing the way that I look at prayer um, mm-hmm. and even pray for my kids. And one of the things that I love is she has prayers written out in the book. And so I find myself and she just leaves a blank where your child's name would go. So mm-hmm. I find myself just reading through those prayers out loud and putting Christopher and putting Micah yeah. into those. And it's just, it's been a, a total game changer for, for my prayer life. Yeah. My kids. That's awesome. So, I love that. Yeah. 
So I know, and this kind of just goes right into you, you talking about the power of the praying parent, but I know how important faith is in your life. That's literally how we met. And you've mentioned that a lot, um, just in our conversation. Um, but can you talk about maybe a little bit deeper, the role that faith plays just in your roles as wife, mom, and career woman? I feel like... Sometimes there's a little bit of tension, um, and maybe we see this a little more because I live in the South now, but sometimes there's a little bit of tension for me with being a working mom, um, like that is somehow contradictory of my faith. And it's been something I've kind of tried to figure out and work through, um, but I get a little bit of that. And so I just want to talk through kind of what that looks like for you and how faith really plays a part in those roles. Yeah, yeah. I've actually you and you and Jeff, your husband, were a part of um, the original small group mm-hmm. that that my husband and I started leading here, and uh, we still still lead a group that uh, meets weekly together, and that's been really special for us to continue serving in that way. Sure. Um, yeah. So, man, for me, um, my faith kind of in those different areas that you talked about, it, it, it's it's a guiding principle for me um, that my life were built on. I mean, I, I always go to looking at it like a house. So if it were a house, like obviously my faith for me is just that foundation that I have all these other rooms, you know, built on like mm-hmm. the momming, the momming room and the being a wife room and the being a friend and the daughter and um, a coach and a career person, like all these, all these rooms are there but they're all built on that same foundation. So, um, that means for me that I am doing my best to show up in all of those areas, um, in ways that honor my faith. And for me, it's regardless of who I'm, you know, with or where I am, I don't always get that right. And that sounds Mm -hmm. really good just saying that, but it's a lot harder actually doing that. Um, but knowing that that is what my heart desires, um, you know, and my intention that I set as, as I go into the day, um, is, is just how I try to view that as my guide. So yeah, I make mistakes. Yeah. I get down, knocked down or sometimes even my pride gets in the way. Uh, but I do try to live with that in mind. And I really hope that I am, you know, that positive light regardless of where I am. Um, I, I know that, um, I'm really learning and growing in this area. And I do know for sure, without a doubt that when I make time to pray and when I make time to be in the word, I show up better as Mm -hmm. a mom, as a wife, a coworker, just as a human being for me. I totally Um, agree. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. I, uh, you know, I love Rachel Hollis, talk about her a lot, but, um, Mm -hmm. she did, you know, she has that five to thrive thing. And one of those is getting up an hour early before your kids get up. And Jeff and I really committed last year to a daily quiet time. And so in 2019, I read through the Bible for the first time. I'm 37 years old and I read through the Bible for the first time and I kept a journal. Um, We do the here journal at our church. So we highlight Uh something and then explain and then um, 
I always forget what the A is and then respond, uh, apply. That's what it is. So kind of how does that apply to me? And then in a response, but, um, it really challenged me in a lot of ways. There were things that I thought I knew that maybe I didn't. Um, there were things that confused me that I had to do some deeper digging on. Um, but all of that happened. Me reading through scripture is the same time that I feel like I got this vision for the podcast. And I don't think that's a coincidence, right? I spent that time like in the morning, really in prayer, like help, help me with my life. Like, tell me what you want me to do. What are you trying to teach me? And then all of this sort of just came to me. (laughs) So, um, I think that when we, and I said this in the first episode, But I think the Lord just plants seeds in us sometimes, and we put so much stuff on top of them. We're trying to do everything, and um, we forget to water them. We we forget that they're there. And so when we go back and start digging through that, um, if we put a little prayer with that and we dream a little bit, like they start to sprout and grow again. And that's really what happened um, to me just with this whole thing. And so I think... Faith is just such an important part, um, I know, of your story and of my story. And, like, really, it's the reason why we do anything. Um, awesome. So, anyways, I just wanted to to share that because um, I do think I still struggle sometimes with, like, staying at home versus working. And one of the things I feel like the Lord has really challenged me with is that we are all working moms. <laughs> Um, whether you stay at home, whether you work full time, um, we are all working moms and, um, I really am passionate and that's why I want to share these stories because I just want to remind moms, working moms, stay at home moms, single mom, married, no kids, dealing with fertility, you know, whatever it is, wherever you are, um, in that chapter that God created us and he, he gave us some dreams and some passions. Um, and it doesn't matter if they're small or big or, you know, whatever, they're all really equally important. Um, and as you were talking, it made me think just about that scripture in Colossians that talks about, you know, we do our work as unto the Lord, um, Mm -hmm. to honor him. So, um, yeah. yeah. Anything else you wanted to add to that? I know I kind of talked for a while there. No, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm nodding as you're saying all of this. I'm, I'm big on, um, dreaming about, you know, where my talents and gifts can be used. And I, for me, um, you know, since I, I am married, that looks, and we have kids, it looks like, um, being really intentional in this house about talking about those, um, with my husband. And I find that the more that we dialogue about those goals and those ideas that, um, you know, are planted in our hearts, like the better that we're able to intentionally really create the space for those. Like that's what it is. It's creating mm-hmm. a space for them to flourish in each other's lives. Yeah. Um, but it takes work. For it sure. does. It, it does. And I love that you said that creating space, because I think sometimes, and, and this is my excuse, if I'm looking for one, this will be the one I find. Uh, I don't have time. I work full time, mm-hmm. two kids, we're involved in church, I volunteer, all these things. Um, but it is about making space. One of the things we decided to do during quarantine, because we were sh- unsure of job certainty and some different things, we decided mm-hmm. to cut the cable. We're like, we're mm-hmm. just going to get a Roku, and that way we can have cartoons, movies, whatever for the kids if we want to have a movie night. It's Mm -hmm. been a game changer for us Mm -hmm. because um, we no longer just sit and watch, you know, Chopped 
or, um, you know, HGTV, we go sit around the fire pit and we talk, Jeff and I, after the kids go to bed. And we're doing a lot more talking. We're doing a lot more reading. We had the space. We were just filling it with something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always get filled. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, speaking of passions, I know when we started talking about having you on the podcast, you shared some kind of fun stuff that you've got going on, <laughs> talking about dreams. Super exciting. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you're pursuing and what you'll be finishing up your certification on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like beaming ear to ear right now. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, so I've been on this two year uh, coaching journey with a training company called Coactive. Um, They're really highly recognized by the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation. So I've been working towards um, my life coach certification through through them. That is so Um, awesome. Yeah, I'll finish up this fall with my formal certification. But right now I am a trained life coach, you know, at this time. And I've had clients actually for the past year now. Uh, and it is definitely the bright spot of my day. That is so cool. Um, yeah. So I think for me, I've I've always had this passion for helping other people. I mean, hence the psychology being one of my majors. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what's funny is that about having that big desire anyways for me to help other people is that through this training I've been in order to learn how to actually coach other people, I've had to really examine like my own heart and my Mm -hmm. own life. And it has been such an incredible time of development for me and just made me all the more in tune with the desires of other people around me. Um, so, so coaching, um, it really meets you where you are today. It asks really powerful questions um, that really help kind of examine both your your being, like, hey, what's what's here right now for yeah. you, and you're doing, like, okay, great, what's next? Um, and it it really focuses on the whole person, and can be about anything in your life that you want to talk about. So it has just been such a privilege for me to experience this process myself and yeah. I've had to you know turn my insides out to, to figure this out um, but then also just to go through this process of life change with other people as their coach I I can't stop smiling talking yeah, about it that that just sounds amazing so you coach really whatever they're looking for right like what how does that work exactly like how would you get started yeah I mean um, yeah anything people want to talk about um is is fair game there's not really anything off limits because when you're looking at a whole person there's there's personal there's professional and there's everything in between and on the sides of that that are a part of it so um yeah people could certainly reach out to me um if they're that's something you know that they're interested in it's actually really good timing for me because I'm just now coming to a close with some of my current clients that okay. have been in the program um, so I'll probably have openings here shortly for two to three more people and I I do three and six month um, packages okay so that's amazing yeah I can definitely like when I post everything do some links and all of that stuff to connect you know people with you if they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on uh, Instagram as springboard coaching and then you can kind of post the rest. But I just always tell people like, you know, we all know like lasting change does not happen over 
night. So yeah. it's, you know, that's where the couple of months is. It's important for me to be um, in a coaching relationship with somebody for several months to mm-hmm. really ev- evoke that transformation. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's cool is that, you know, <laughs> it's, I, love how life works out. Like you started in college with psychology thinking you were going to go into social work and then you end up in like training and ultimately like having your heart in coaching, coaching, there's so much counseling and therapy in coaching. I feel like, you know, so you really, sometimes to move forward, we have to kind of dig out of the past a little bit. And so, um, I just think that that's really cool how it all just kind of came full circle. Yeah, I do too. I often think about that. Um, Yeah pretty cool. Well, I will definitely post, um, information and you said springboard coaching on Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, kind of along the lines of coaching, I feel like as moms as working moms, like everything we kind of see out there sometimes feels like this is how you do this better and this better. Um, but I love to ask like, what's kind of the best piece of advice, um, that you've been given and kind of how that has impacted you? Yeah. Uh, that's a hard, hard question again there, Nadia, for people that like advice and self-help, <laughs> you're, you're putting difficult things out there. Um, how about this? I, I will leave you with what has just been, um, heavy on my heart these past couple, um, years and really just months. Yeah. Um, and that is around just the expectations and comparison are mm. truly, 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 truly the thieves of all joy Yeah. and don't let them steal yours. Yeah. And, and what I would just to like expand upon that briefly, I think like 99% of the time when I'm disappointed at home, at work, in my relationship is because of some expectation that I've had, like something that I've built something up to be. And when that is not met, like just so much discontent floods in. And this is so true for me as a mom. Like I just think about how many times I get my kids all loaded up into the van for an activity. And then five minutes in like fighting commences and my blood pressure is just like through the roof. Everyone's in a bad mood, especially me because I like expected to have this fun day. And now it's just not how kids work. That's not how they work. So that's not realistic. Um, and then on the comparison front, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how easy, how easy it is to go down that rabbit hole of comparison. Yeah. And you talked about social media being good and being not so good earlier. Yeah. And so on the not so good side of it, like, especially at the start of this pandemic, like I saw all these moms, you know, working remote and posting pics of these cute little home classrooms they'd created <laughs> and all these activities that they did with their kids that day, um, you know, in between conference calls. So the bar had been set, like yeah. it had been set high. And I'm just going to tell you, I freaking tripped right over that bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that stuff is just not, it's not sustainable, but it was what I kept seeing over yeah. and over and over again on social media or hearing about from other people. And I just felt like at the beginning of all of this, that like I had just failed, yeah. uh, just, just across the board failed. And 
it, it does not matter what I'm learning and reminding myself and clinging to right now is that it does not matter what other people are doing. Um, it's, it's really none of my business. And Mm -hmm. I, I just have to focus on what works for us, what works for me. And, and during this pandemic that has largely been just survival mode. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying heavy, 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 heavy on having lots of grace. Yeah. Um, so just don't let expectations and comparisons sabotage your joy because I'm doing great. You are doing great. Like we are all just doing, doing what we can do the best way we know how. And that is a hundred percent good enough. Like that's my, that's my advice. Yeah. I, I love that. I don't know. And I've talked to a lot of moms about this, but like, where does that come from? That sort of instinctual, you see something on social media or on Pinterest and immediately, almost immediately, the thought becomes, I should do that, or I'm not doing that, or I'm not good enough, or mine didn't look as good. I I, I feel like I know where that comes from, but like, wh- where do you think that comes from? Mm, the devil. Right? <laughs> That's what I, I was going to say. It. Yeah. That's all that, all, that's all that comes to mind. Like, and we just, we don't have time for that. Yep. Like we just don't. I, I really, I really feel like that's got to be mm-hmm. one of his ploys. Um, I, I think so. And it, it sure, it sure works. Yeah. It's um, like that C.S. Lewis. He, somebody posted something and it was in the, I don't know if it was like making a comparison, but it it took one of his, and I'm going to butcher this, but it took one of his poems or short stories. And it was basically just like, make her feel worthless, make her feel (laughs) like she's not good enough, make her feel like she's failing her children and she will. Right. It was that kind of a thing. Um, one of the biggest things for me that has helped me not compare is -hmm. to celebrate that mom. So if I see one of my friends post something really cool, I try to comment and just be like, this is awesome. You're a rock star. Because for me, I feel like the fact that I know I brought her some joy brings me some joy. Yeah, that's so true. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it gets you just kind of out of whatever funk you're feeling to be able to just be happy for someone else. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I've talked about this before, but I I did this workshop and it, it, it kind of was a life changer for me, but I had a workshop called enough where it was kind of enough with not being enough. And, Mm -hmm. um, I had women call somebody important in their life and talk to them. And it was literally like, if you had a joy meter I could just watch it go up because people started smiling, laughing, crying. Um, Uh It was just such a cool thing to watch. And um, it reminds me just of the gifts of the spirit. If you want them, you've got to give them away. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, Well, it really has been awesome um, catching up with you and just hearing about your life, your successes. Um, I'm really excited for all that you've got going on and everything that you're doing. I appreciate all your support over the years, um, your faith reminders and all that, and, of course, your Christmas cards. So (laughs) make sure sure you keep those coming. So, um, yeah. Well, any last thoughts or anything before we call it a night? Oh, just thank you again for for inviting me to, to share uh, in this conversation with you. And thank you for what you're doing um, and just the, the impact that it will have on a lot of moms out there. We we all need each other. Like, that is very evident. And, Absolutely. Uh, 
I think you're doing a great thing and and bringing us virtually yeah right to each other (laughs) well awesome well I love you love your family thanks so much for joining me today thank you thanks for joining us today mamas to share in Ashley's story about motherhood and career and life coaching If you felt affirmed or encouraged by today's episode, would you share it on social media and just let other working moms know we're here? In this day and age, we all need a little extra support, and that's been my hope for this podcast since I started it. Thanks again for listening and for joining us on today's episode of Memoirs from the Minivan.